Welcome to another episode of Capital Roots, brought to you by Capital Farm Credit, where we bring you the experts in the ag industry. In addition to a few Texas legends along the way, we're your hosts, Joe Patronella and Clint Cryer. Thank you for listening. Now let's get back to our roots. Welcome to another episode of Capital Roots. Today, we're pleased to have Dr. Dave Cole with Virginia Tech University. Good morning, sir. It's great to be with you. Hey, we're glad to have you. Uh, why don't we kick it off with you telling us a little bit about yourself? Well, it's uh, real interesting. I've been at Virginia Tech for over four decades. Uh, wow. Taught at Virginia Tech and Cornell, over 10,000 students. Uh, taught entrepreneurship and agriculture and agriculture finance and agriculture problem solving. Uh, I also do a significant amount of travel. I've traveled over 10 million air miles. And uh, how many miles? Like, that's, that's a lot of miles. I, I was Companion just, passes? Uh, we got the big moon there last night. I've been 18 <laughs> round trips to the moon. At wow. least they've been round trips, you know. But uh, that's a lot. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but I uh, typically will do agriculture groups, uh, banking groups, agribusiness groups. And, uh, uh, occasionally uh, uh, youth groups out there. And then, of course, uh, we have a business. We have a cow-calf uh, hay operation. And then I guess the signature business would be the dairy creamery, which we started 23 years ago. And uh, we sell milk from six small dairy farms in the old-fashioned glass bottle, premium ice cream. Oh. And uh, What's your favorite flavor? Uh, espresso chocolate chunk. I, I mean, it's like going to Starbucks fancy. with ice cream. Yeah. And uh, the dogs like it, too. My <laughs> wife would love that. She has to have espresso and everything. Uh, we, I, it is, I'm just like a butter pecan guy. I feel elementary here. Ah, you know what? What? Butter pecan is the favorite flavor uh, for older people and females. I have an old soul, so I feel that. Interesting. Okay. Sure. I'm kind of like, you know, growing up, I think it was live cereal. You, you know, they, they talked, or maybe it was... I can't remember what commercial, but, you know, they talk about Mikey, he'll eat it. Give it to Mikey, he'll eat it. I'm the, I'm the fat kid. If it's ice cream, I like it. This shows Clint and I's <laughs> age difference. I wasn't born then, Clint. I know. So uh, I, I heard Dr. Cole mention three decades, and I'm sitting there thinking, has Joe even made it three decades yet? <gasps> wow, so nice of you. I have almost four, <laughs> so. Um, okay, that's great. You hey, mentioned something I'm interested in, interested in uh, problem solving. I, I, was, I have it written down. I've got it here. Ag problem solving. Tell me about that course. It was a senior level case study course, and we'd have 50 to 75 students. It was very case study oriented. Occasionally, we would take uh, trips, but what would happen is uh, we would give them uh, typical problems that often occur in agriculture all the way I'm thinking about expanding or we're thinking about transitioning from one generation to the next. Uh, we're thinking about launching a new product uh, like our Hokies ice cream with uh, Virginia Tech. And so I would have uh, students work as teams uh, in solving uh, those issues, those problems. But uh, they actually had to make written and oral presentations uh, back to industry groups. So what we were doing is they had to uh, develop their critical thinking skills, but then they had to communicate those skills, and they had to do it in front of a group, which, uh, you know, the nonverbal communication, the written communication, oral communication is real critical. And it was a, it was a fun course to teach yeah. and see to get in that course. They had to go through my two other courses, so it, it really screened out uh, a number of uh, students so you could really... 
uh, drill down. And believe it or not, one of the students was my C student. <laughs> and uh, he uh, had a famous saying, uh, the A students are the researchers, the B students are uh, the managers, the uh, C students are the entrepreneurs, which the A and B students work for. Uh-huh. He was the guy that sold his company for $172 million funded yeah. by chairs. <laughs> That's good stuff. So it was kind of a capstone course, and you know, you mentioned talking about expanding or transitioning or um, starting something up. So it's kind of like you, you had a lot of topics, startups or innovation or succession planning it covered all of the things that will happen in real life oh yes that's fascinating we try to make it real life and uh and one of the things is the topics may change from year to year good yeah as the industry evolves. if i was teaching it today Mm. one of the topics would be ai artificial intelligence and how is it going to shape the agricultural industry and how is it going to shape their mindset their career and Mm -hmm. how can they use it as a tool so that what was neat was I interacted with business and industry out here. I could bring it right back in the classroom. I was criticized for being on the road quite a little bit, but the students to this day will say it was so beneficial because it brought the real world right to the classroom. Yeah. So there's something you said, but you, did, you didn't really say it, but you talked about a learning experience being applied, you know, and some of the, you know, taking theory, which is academic, and applying it to the real world. You know, I think back to when I graduated with a couple of degrees from what I consider a fine university just across the street over here. But, uh, you know, at that time, wasn't very mature, didn't know a lot about the real world, but thought I should be the CEO, you know, in the next couple of days anyway. But what I realized really quickly is that I only had a head full of theory, academic. I didn't know necessarily what that meant and how to utilize it in the real world. So talk about that a little bit. Well, and one of the things this class would do would be to accelerate that because they had to get in front of uh, business owners or bankers or lenders and uh, uh, present themselves. So let's put it this way. It was not taking a multiple choice test. (laughs) And it was uh, being out there solving problems, you know, giving solutions and potential solutions out there so uh i will have students come back to me today or you know now and say boy i wished uh i would have taken it even more serious than i did but many of them sometimes it would be their parents or their uncle or aunt's farm business or business out there Mm -hmm. Uh, so they had some uh, skin in the game and uh Sometimes it got real sensitive because mom and dad and grandpa and grandma didn't want to talk about these subjects. So we used other classmates to bring an outside perspective in there. So that really accelerated uh, that learning. And so, uh, again, education uh, and the application of education today sometimes uh, we commoditize it too much, and yep. Uh, yep. and I wanted to know my students, wanted to know their backgrounds, and uh, uh, that's kind of what made that. But the students made it special, and I said, you know, you guys push me, uh, I'll push you, and uh, so that's what accelerated it. Awesome, awesome. So this being Capital Roots, one of the things we like to talk about is passion for agriculture and, you know, the roots and and agriculture. You've obviously got that and that you've got your personal, you know, cow-calf and creamery operation. But talk about that a little bit. Why agriculture? Why agriculture? I think agriculture is really unique. Uh, As I mentioned to the audience, it's not one size that fits all. It's very entrepreneurial. It's very global. 
in other yeah. words, you have to think global and bring it down uh, uh, locally. And the other thing is it has to have a uh, consumer and society uh, alignment. And uh, one of the things that makes it real dynamic, uh, for example, even in our business, uh, you know, linking up with that consumer and that consumer demand. I'll just give you an example. Way back in 2008, 2009, we thought we were going to have a problem because we're a premium product. And uh, the Great Recession occurred. Well, guess what? Our sales went up 20%. Why did they go up 20%? Something that happened halfway around the world. It was tainted milk uh, in China. Hmm. And what happened was a number of uh, infants died because of the tainted milk in China. You know what our customers basically said? We want to know that the milk came from those six dairy farms. Mm -hmm. and, uh, it, it just, and so just being attuned mm -hmm. to all those and those trends. For example, we had people who are lactose intolerant. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have uh, now have all of our herds are uh, A2A2, so people can drink our milk, eat our ice cream. They're lactose intolerant. Mm -hmm. What makes it so much fun is that consumer society uh, uh, type of alignment that I think is going to be critical. And we can actually beat the big commodity groups to the punch. You know why? They have to go through a bunch of committees <laughs> and uh, bureaucracy. Uh, we just uh, go in. Oh, we're going to do it. Yep. Yep. Agility is important. Oh, agility, resiliency, and nimbleness. Mm -hmm. Three key words. You have uh, to have them. In agriculture. Well, you touched going back to consumer and society alignment. I think that's so important because uh, so many individuals in urban areas have no idea what we do. Right. And capital's involved in this Norman Borlaug initiative, Billy Zanlini. I don't know if you were here last night, but yes, he was, was talking about it. And that program is so fascinating. He brought an individual that was raised in agriculture and knows all about it and was able to bring that mindset to an individual. And these are children. I call them children. They're 18. But, you know, he grew up in inner city Houston and he was able to see a flavor of agriculture. And so now he can go back to his community and talk about ag. And I, I just was moved so much watching that and see their interactions. And it's so important that we tell our story to those individuals so they know where their food comes from where their fiber and, and clothes come from and and that to, that to me is consumer and society alignment and it's so important yeah i was moved by it last night of course i was out there quiet in the audience and uh she was involved with ffa and 4-h mm -hmm. which you like all of us it. were a lot yeah. of us mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. can see it in her communication skills but you know he out of the inner city and you know what was so interesting he almost dropped out of the program because uh, mm -hmm. he didn't feel, you know, he felt he was kind of the outsider in there, but they were able to, uh, you know, keep him there, capture him in. And this is one of the things that when I'm speaking to you, sometimes it takes persistence and patience. Correct. And, uh, uh, and so he was able to do that. And now he can go back to that community. And as I mentioned in here today, 21% of FFA uh, members are from uh, urban areas. Yep. I think it's great. Well, there's a lot that is involved in FFA that isn't just on the farm. Oh, no. It, it's entrepreneurship. It's uh, food science. Uh, it, it's, it's all those. And it's life skills. Yep. And that's something we don't have on a standardized test. Uh, I, I, being a university professor, I'm not too keen on standardized tests. Same. Mm -hmm. and, and the whole element is these life skills that these organizations teamwork 
uh, being able to solve problems, being able to interface with the urban, uh, you know, agriculture. These are skills that it's not a multiple chi- choice standardized well, life test. Life isn't a standardized test. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I, again, we're probably preaching to ourselves here, but I think this me- message needs to get out there uh, as we evolve education. And, and one of the things that I'll take it down this rabbit trail, I think universities are going to have to look at themselves because I think the university degree is obsolete. I think it's going to be a portfolio of certificates that people will put together mm-hmm. uh, that uh, will be, oh, technical but life skills, and it will be changing very, very fast. And, yeah, last night, that was uh, so interesting. And, you know, uh, that, uh, uh, that gentleman that, uh, you know, created a whole change in society worldwide, uh, actually... I was a recipient of a award he was a recipient of. And, then, wow. and so I was sitting there in the audience, and I go, gee, uh, you know, they're talking about this guy. Well, it, uh, I actually received the award last year. Congratulations. Yep. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yep. But it, uh, again, that was so, so impressive. Mm-hmm. So as we think about that in, in the societal alignment with agriculture, it's interesting, as you guys were talking, I was thinking about the dichotomy of, you know, technology and innovation in agriculture but at the same time the simplicity of agriculture and that you know from the inner city perspective you can go out and plant a seed it grows into a plant that produces becomes food that's simple um so it's, it's interesting as we think about how how much technology affects us but at the same time we're in a very simple uh industry well and can i just show you a doctor came up to me in this audience here and he says uh it's real interesting he says you know, I pulled into the parking lot today. I didn't see a bunch of Mercedes and fancy vehicles. He said, I didn't see a bunch of Rolexes here. He says, uh, not, uh, these people, it's not about money. And I says, no. Uh, sometimes it's about raising a family on a farm and a ranch, life skills. Sometimes it's about heritage. It's some, sometimes about the why. And, uh, and so too often... Uh, the dollar signs, they'll define success, but significance is what you get back and what was so needed. Happiness, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. And, and, you know, where mental health is an issue these days, uh, and, and, hey, farming and ranching, when you don't have rain or too much rain, mm-hmm. uh, it can be it's a there. big focus in the industry. But uh, also uh, uh, being able to overcome and build that, you know, I think that's something that uh, this industry, while simple, can get complex, but it also balances uh, the business and the life and, uh, and also makes you think about heritage. Uh, very, very critical. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. For roots. sure. Capital roots. <laughs> yeah. Roots in agriculture. It's deep roots. <laughs> yes, sir. They it are. Is. It is. So I, I believe you just got through speaking to a room of young farmers and ranchers. <laughs> Some of them weren't so young. Well, <laughs> YBS, yeah. small. Yeah. But if, if you were to give advice to young farmers and ranchers, what, what would that be if they were starting out now with yeah. all your experience yeah. in the industry? I think one of the things they're going to have to come to the table is with a business plan. And that's, okay. you know, a cash flow balance sheet and have their goals articulated and, mm-hmm. And have an operational plan. I think that's number one. Number two, uh, 
surround themselves with uh, what I call good mentorship. Sure. And that mentorship could come from a family member, it could come from your lender, it could come from some people, you know, in industry. But one of the things that I'm starting to find is uh, sometimes you go outside the industry. Uh, mm-hmm. For example, okay. on our board, we have somebody completely outside the industry. Brings a new perspective, new uh, type of idea. So that's a key piece of advice. Uh, and another key piece of advice, she's a marathon. Mm-hmm. It's not a sprint. Yep. You're going to get rich uh, overnight. And, uh, and you're going to go through you know, uh, some blunders, but you will build your character during that tough time. So those are four or five uh, uh, pieces of advice. And, and that balance between uh, business and lifestyle is very, very critical, particularly in a society. I don't know. Sometimes it seems like a throwaway society today. and uh, Sometimes, all the time. Well, mm-hmm. again, I have to be very, very candid. Uh, I, I try to associate myself with positive individuals, positive people. Sure. And of course, being in farming, if the airlines make it back this weekend, we'll be making hay. I'll be on a John Deere tractor overlooking the Blue Ridge Mountains where... A famous Texan lost his life, Audie Murphy. Uh, mm. The mountain is right next to uh, really? our farm. Oh, yeah. And one of the things that we do every Thanksgiving is go up and put a Texas flag on the, on his uh, monument. That's awesome. Yeah. Because That's awesome. we wouldn't be here if it wasn't uh, for the bravery uh, of the people that uh, served in the military. And yep, so sure. we, we can't forget about that. Mm. Yep. So did you grow up in Virginia? No, upstate New York. Upstate New York. Yeah, upstate. Yeah. Where's that? Uh, near Syracuse, New York. Okay. Up in the snow belt. Uh, well, we used to get a couple hundred inches of lake effect snow. Family still has a dairy farm. They had 71 inches last winter in 24 hours. And in 24 hours? Oh, yeah. Oh, Not yeah. just the oh, winter? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, no. And uh, the thing is, we know how to you know, handle it. But uh, I grew up a small town. And uh, when you say New York, everybody will go, oh, New York City. Upstate New York is about as rural as you're mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, so it's a it's a beautiful state. I've enjoyed Virginia, the time down there as well. Uh, I, I, it was it was a transition. But uh, as one of my f- neighbors said, good people find good people no matter where you go. Yep. Yep. That's true. For sure. Hey, Dr. Cole, you mentioned you'd been doing this for over four decades. If I could get you to opine, what would you say the biggest changes in agriculture in that time you've seen are? Well, definitely technology. And it's biotechnology, information, engineering technology, uh, no doubt about it. And uh, I think the biggest technology is going to be information and data Mm -hmm. as we move forward, and particularly as we look at AI, artificial intelligence. I'm seeing uh, more producers, if they've got a problem with a crop or a disease or a livestock, uh, they will go uh, ask uh, GPT, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, for kind of a summary. And, and uh, we are definitely seeing that. The thing is, uh, sometimes the uh, technology is outpacing uh, the uh, technician's ability. Mm-hmm. And so that's, uh, that's starting to become a real challenging issue. Sure. Uh, uh, particularly uh, people invest, you know, in the technology and then the technicians are not up to snuff. And so you can, you know, have a disaster 
uh, out there. But, for example, in my industry, robotics are coming in, and it's not to replace labor. It's all the information that the robots yeah. kick out on individual cows. Uh, so that the technology uh, component is uh, very important. And as I tell people, I, uh, a book we had to read in graduate school at Cornell was uh, Megatrends by John Nesbitt. And the, there's a theme in there. They say the more high-tech you are, the more high-touch you have to be. In other words, you have to uh, have that human component uh, align up uh, with that technology to be able to uh, deliver it. And to make it happen. A, a lot of companies forget about that. Mm -hmm. yep. and, Something I see on social media a lot, there's a guy that's an AI expert, but what he, what he says a lot of times is that you will not be replaced by AI. You will be replaced by somebody that's using AI. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. And AI is designed on task orientation. And even myself as a speaker, lecturer, uh, I'm trying to say, okay, how can I use AI as a tool and how can I differentiate myself so AI cannot re replicate me? Because exactly. I have seen myself on AI. It's spooky. Wow. It, it, it actually does a pretty good job. Uh, and I says, okay, I'm, I'm going to, uh, because AI is going to evolve, I've got to evolve even faster than, than AI. It. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely the, uh, technology uh, component is a big change. Right now, we're definitely seeing the transition uh, from older generation to the youthful generation. We're seeing it. You're seeing it at Capital. Yeah. Uh, we're seeing it uh, in agriculture. And that transition will accelerate between now and 2030, 2035. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and it's uh, the whole transition of institutional memory uh, management ability, uh, what I would call uh, the uh, human component, uh, that is going to be very, very, that one's going to be a trend that's going to accelerate between now and 2030. Institutional memory, that's a phenomenal phrase. I really like that. I, and, and the whole thing is, as the United States of America, we're very poor in our history. I can go to Canada, I can go to Europe, they know more about our history than we do. And the same thing for business or, uh, you know, a farm and ranch uh, uh, business. And this is why one of the first steps in transition management uh, is to write the history of your business or mm -hmm. document it on a podcast, uh, just like we're doing here yeah. today. And you know what that does? It motivates that senior generation to say, you know, uh, here were some of the trials and tribulations. Here were some of the, you know, monumental moments in that business that were transformative. And you see, if we don't have those, then uh, that culture is not passed down. Exactly. See, business culture, so, so critical. It's like athletics. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the big, pro I'm going to go to athletics now. One Good. of the big problems. That's, a, that's big for Clint. <laughs> well, no. Well, one of your big problems is uh, just all the transfer portals and all this, and you know, athletes being paid. Uh, and the the pr issue is you don't have time to develop a culture in one year. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it takes two or three. Sometimes mm -hmm. it takes sitting on the bench. Same way in a farm and ranch business. Sometimes you got to play the role before you become the CEO or the, mm -hmm. you know, right. the superstar. And you can't come out of college and be the CEO. The, yeah. No, ex exactly. What, Theory doesn't get you very far. Nope. Yeah, yeah, and 
And the whole, as I tell people, role players win championships. Oh, everybody will say, oh, this is a superstar, superstar. You really look at championship teams, it was the role players that played a very, very supportive and integrative role. Same way with a farm and a ranch business. Yeah. Yep. It, it is uh, the support players. So this transition management is definitely going to be one that will, it's right on us and it's right forward. But yeah. it's a challenge, but it's also an opportunity uh, to move to the next level. Right. Definitely. Definitely. Dr. Cole, we sure appreciate you being with, with us today on Capital Roots. We've enjoyed both what you presented to our group as well as our conversation here uh, today. Well, uh, gee, it, it, thanks for the honor of being here. And, you know, I know this was the inaugural kickoff, but it's the investment uh, that uh, you're making into the next generation of young beginning uh, farmers and ranchers out here. And uh, I, I really feel uh, that commitment is uh, going to pay dividends uh, 5, 10, 15 years down the road. You know what's so interesting? Some of the initial programs I've done for other organizations, I now see their children oh, uh, wow. in the programs. And, and so, you know, it kind of uh, ages me, but it's also, let's put it this way, you can't put a dollar sign on that. No, we, we realize how important it is and we're wholly committed to it. Yep, that's Capital Farm Credit. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thank you, thank you. and wish you well. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining us today on Capital Roots. Texas agriculture is the foundation of our story and what makes us family. Capital Farm Credit is a proud member of the farm credit system. We finance farmers, ranchers, agricultural producers, and rural landowners, and we're here to make your vision a reality. We've been serving rural Texas for more than a century, whether it be traditional, innovative, lifestyle will help you cultivate new ground. We're all in this together because together we're better.